You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to Hog. House of Gossip. I'm Sophie Lyons, your Clara Kavanagh, and we're here to uh, supply you with a weekly dose of pop culture nourishment. Get up all your B vitamins, your D vitamins, any type of vitamins you need, iron even, some juicy iron. <laughs> we are serving up the latest juicy topics worthy of carefully curated analysis by ourselves. It's very weird doing the new intro, Clara. Do you find it difficult from doing it from the last one we used to do? I was so nervous doing it last week. I'm a bit hot after doing that. (laughs) You're like, oh God, I hope I remember my lines. Yeah, I'm like red and rouge. But we're here to nourish you. So welcome back. And thank you to everyone who gave us lovely feedback on our first episode. Uh, We talked about the celebrity memoirs and we spoke about... uh, What did I talk about? Oh, AI and film robots. Robots. Great, great time talking about robots. Um, So we didn't do it last week because we were picking topics we missed over our hiatus to discuss. But this week we are back in action doing our Georgia test. For new listeners, this is a little ounce of something that we're either jadoring, loving, or jetesting, hating. We each pick one and we talk about it quick up top at the top of the show. Slay. Clara, hit me with yours. I'm Jadoring Book Club. I'm back in a book club and I am so happy. You're so classy. Oh, I so I was in one in Dublin and I loved it, but I had to leave because I moved to London. And myself, your sister, Rachel. Slay, Rachel. <laughs> Nicole and Coach. We had our first book club yesterday. Hosted by your lovely sister. She's a good host. Great host. The amount of chockies and cups yeah. of tea and glasses of wine. It was just just a good old knees up with the girlies. Yeah. And it was just great to sit around, chat about the book. What was the book? We did The Silent Patient, which I would describe as like a thriller for the masses. Like... Adele version of a psycho thriller. A psycho thriller. Mm, And I felt like the way it's written, there's like three pages a chapter. So I felt like a speed reader. Like I'm quite a ploddy reader. Like it takes me ages to like get down a page. But this, I was like the reader I always wanted to be. And I just was like flew through it. I've never read a book as fast. And I was so happy with myself. The book itself is a bit like, there's a, Number of plot holes, and but I doubt that writer will ever have to work again. It's like sold a bajillion copies. And do you think, like, I always wonder in book clubs, there's obviously a certain amount of snobbery amongst mm. the attendees. Mm. Do you think you'll have that in this book club? 
Oh, too I soon th- to tell? Too soon to tell, <laughs> but I also think we're... Like, I found this book because it was, like, such a quick read and, like, short sentences, no descriptive. Whereas I come from the, like, Elizabeth Day, Caroline O'Donoghue... Dolly Alderton, like flowery kind of writing. And I love that. And Maggie O'Farrell, I'm reading her book at the moment now. But like, so then I found it like when I first started it and I was like, oh God, this is such a basic book. And then I've gone back to my Maggie O'Farrell book, The Marriage Portrait. And honestly, she spends like three pages talking about a garden. And I'm like, move on, move on, give me back. I know. Yeah, so it's funny. The gear change was kind of funny. Do you know what the next book is? Dolly Alderton, good material. So very excited. Oh, that will be great. I'd love to listen to your book club, especially because yeah. I know all the people in it. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Hello. But no, it felt very good. We just round a table talking literature with some ladies. It was yeah, fun. with women. Yeah, loved it. What's yours? Mine is more uh, food orientated. Mm-hmm. I am adoring the chili cheese bites. Uh, originated by Burger King. I don't eat meat, so if if McDonald's or Burger King is on the horizon, I'm always like, oh, all I can do is get some chips, which doesn't happen often. Mm. The chili cheese bites in Burger King are <laughs> delectable. <laughs> they give you six in Burger King. They are so good. They're little parcels of warm cheese and like... <laughs> A green like chili mm. and then we were I was in Prague at the weekend and I spotted a Burger King I said I'm going there <laughs> got them I love doing just sort of a hop around cities oh you know what I mean and then on the way back I was like I need chili cheese bites upon <laughs> touchdown in London and we were coming into Liverpool Street and then I was like there's no Burger King there and um, oh yeah, Eva, one of the girls, was like, "I'm pretty sure uh, McDonald's have started doing those." And I just thought, "No, no, no, you're so <laughs> mistaken. They're a Burger King item, not a chance." Wasn't she only right? Go away. I got them. Oh my god! Anyone who doesn't eat meat and needs something, in I can't stop thinking about them. Oh, parcel of warm cheese. Hello. Oh, um, gee, they're so crispy. I'm actually upset I know about them because it's so... You've made me a bit hungry now and I just... Oh my God, when I think about them, I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) I thought the Mackey's ones weren't chilly though. I think it needs the spice. They give you like a tomato dip with it, not a ketchup, like a... Oh, a fancy one. Yeah, oh my god. An elevated ketchup. You can get a, sorry, you can get a share box of 12. <laughs> share for just me, solo mio. I was getting a coffee in there yesterday, random, and I saw a share box and I was like, if I was in a different frame of mind, I'd be getting a share box. 12 parcels. Yeah, <laughs> if, I, if I was a tiny bit upset, I would be getting a share box. Oh my God, I'm actually quite upset I know about them, but I'd highly recommend anyone to go out and get them. I'm adoring those. Yeah, take photos and send them to Sophie. <laughs> oh my God, I'm actually drooling thinking about them. <laughs> to the main topics. Mm-hmm. Tara, you go first. You, you take the mic. Okay, so Robbie Williams documentary, Netflix, it's out, 8th of November. And I am so excited because not that like Robbie Williams ever meant that much to me, 
really like I was more of a boy's own girly take that were kind of just I don't know I didn't it didn't resonate with me as much but there's something about Robbie Williams that he was just this like lovable rogue he could have chemistry with a bar of soap and I'm really interested to see how this documentary is gonna unfold because so much of his life was dictated by like the media drugs personal struggles mental health so to see it from his perspective I'm just really excited to see so the documentary is coming out it's a four-part series oh yeah it's directed by this guy called Joe Perlman who filmed for 25 days in a row with Robbie in his house in LA I'd say that was quite kooky. Mm, so he he was watching footage every day for 14 hours a day, spanning his whole like 30 year career. And his wife was saying that like he'd come out of it. He, he came out of it being like, I just feel like I was watching like a slow car crash. Um, and he looked, looked, looked really disheveled and like a ghost and was really fragile after watching it all. And your man, Joe, guess what this director has done before? He's on quite a high. He did Lewis Capaldi. The Daco we love, love, love. And uh, he did the Harry Potter 20th anniversary return to Hogwarts. Oh God, that was really emotional. Mm -hmm. So I think Robbie has chosen his documentarian very well. It's like 25 years since of um, Robbie Williams' solo career. And your man Joe was like, nothing is off the table the artist is allowed to have no editorial input. And he says, it. I'm quoting a press release, I'm not being anti-Beckham, but he said, unlike the Netflix documentary made by the Beckhams and the Wham one, they all had, they had editorial input, whereas the Robbie one, he wasn't allowed, all he was allowed to do was be filmed and then watch it after. Oh my God. Can you imagine someone was like, can I interview you? And this is going to go on Netflix and you don't, you can't watch it beforehand. It's a gimmick. And like nothing's off the table and your man Joe's quoted as saying like my subject can't be concerned with their brand. This is me telling their story. Their trust is in my hands kind of thing. Ooh. Uh, And then Robbie Williams apparently after spending like a month together, like living together in LA, watching 30,000 hours of footage of Robbie Williams, like basically his like demise and comeback and all that stuff. They didn't say anything and they're sitting beside each other. And after it was over, Robbie apparently goes to Joe, the director. God, you know how to polish a turd. (laughs) God, that's really exciting. Because he has gone very, like, L.A. Very L.A. The therapy chat, um, Mm. spirituality, health-wise, it's very L.A. But, like, it's mad to think that, like, he was, like, the biggest selling solo artist of the early noughties. He sold like 75 million records. He sold 1.6 million tickets in one day. I'd love to go see him. Yeah, that's my one big regret in life that I never saw him at uh, Slane. People still talk about that. So how the documentary looks is like it's kind of like a goggle box of him watching himself and all these archive footage and like the main points the director picked out are like painful points in his career and they kind of focus on that. But like because he was so wrecked, all these memories are quite hazy. Like he's once quoted as saying he was on a six day bender with a dealer who deals to the dealers. So a supplier. Yeah. And he was just on cocaine and vodka for six days. And he was like puking up black stuff and just like kept going. So I'm all for a rock and roll tale. 
Um, so I'm very excited to that. Um, but I suppose also like because all the control is in the director's hands, like it's kind of forcing Robbie to like acknowledge his past by going back and like watching how yourself was. Because like, you know, if I was to watch a video, I get I cringe out of my Facebook memories. And that was like 10, 12 years ago. Oh my God, they're horrifying to read. Yeah, imagine seeing... Not yours. <laughs> Ones. <laughs> oh no, mine are. Oh, mine are. They're like, I'm like, who wrote that? Like, who wrote that? Whereas, and I think like with, imagine if you were Robbie Williams and you've had this career and you're playing up to the cameras or like, like, I think what I remember most about Robbie is his performance style. But if you're watching that and like, apparently he's a really negative view of everything and he thinks that like, he's nothing and he thinks his career was a bit of a joke and everyone thinks he's an arrogant peacock <laughs> so he was a real peacock he was and he was like he's a real show pony like real show pony and like but i thought he was like it takes that level of confidence oh totally to be able to command a stage like that and like you kind of need to act up to that persona but unfortunately it comes at a cost of like doing loads and loads of drugs but yeah, like, I think there's one scene in it where, like, the tabloids were calling him Blobby Williams. Why? Because he, like, put on weight or, like, I don't know, had a bit of a bloat. Because he went through a very thin phase as well. Mm. Do you remember him and Jerry Hallowell were together? Yeah. Name a more iconic duo. I can't. But they oh. called them, was it, like, the no-carb twins or something? Like, the media called Ooh. them that because it was when she had left Spice Girls and was doing her comeback with Raining Men. I think it was around that time. Oh. Yeah. And the quote was like, Blobby Williams, it would just be for the best if he just passed away. Like, imagine reading that about yourself. Like, I mean, you can't write stuff like that anymore either. Tabloid culture is just... That was the time where it was the worst, I feel. Yeah. 2006, peak. But he left Take That mid-tour in like 95. And it goes into his... Fe- it basically was over Gary Barlow and it goes into that feud. So I'm... Love a good feud, so can't wait for that. I wonder, is Gary Barlow in it? I don't think so. They've squashed that now, though, haven't they? I think so, yeah. And, like, also, they were so young and in such a, like, different realm of fame. Like, fame is so different now. I And I think when that amount of fame is thrust on you and the pressures of, like, being in a boy band with Take That, I think now fame and music is so segregated and everyone, there's so many more genres and there's so many more... Like, because of Spotify, there's, like, everyone releases singles and not albums anymore. Yeah. That level of fame that they had would Take That and then him on his own, I just don't think really exists anymore. This is a bold statement. And I know he's not a rock star. But, like, he's the last... <laughs> but Robbie Williams is kind of, like, the last... To my, the best of my knowledge, the last kind of, like, big showman, lovable rogue. kind of rogue. Yeah, exactly. Like... Yeah, rogueness isn't really... It's so sanitised now. Like Harry Styles, it's an explosion of like rainbow fun trotting around the stage. Even though like he does talk about doing drugs and stuff in some of his songs. Yeah, but it's not that kind of like sticking your two fingers up at everyone. Yeah, the the lairiness is gone. It is. Now it's like Chris Martin. Well, I mean, I'm obsessed with it. He's no rock... Like... What I mean by rock stars, I don't mean like Mick Jagger. Oh no, I know you mean. Yeah, like Chris Martin's like, put your glow sticks on, woo! Like that's not. Put your bracelets on, ladies. <laughs> yeah, that's dance the air, hands in the air. I feel my heart beating. As in, like he would definitely have green tea before his show. Oh yeah, I suppose it was like the Gallagher brothers, and but like Oasis never really broke. 
America. Whereas like Robbie had like worldwide appeal, sold loads of records. Men wanted to be him. Girls wanted to get with him. Like that kind of hysteria. Totally. Hasn't really been around. Like obviously you have Bieber and Ed Sheeran. and None of them are rock stars though. None of them are rock stars. Like Louis Capaldi, too tender and like a, a, such a lol. Totally. With Robbie, I think in like the height of his fame. You could tell your mum would really like him, even though he was a bit of a bull boy. I was about to say, though, all the women, whenever he goes to concerts, the age range is so extensive, or sorry, expansive, because his fans who loved them in their, mm. whatever, 20s or something, are now in their 40s or whatever it is. Do you know? Yeah. And he definitely uh, maintains his fan base. A hundred percent. I like such good songs. Also, his fashion lately is slight. Did you see the silver blazer? Wow. Yeah, or just like kind of when he's like topless in like jeweled pants. Mm. That's where he's gone a bit LA. But like... I, I I have to step in and say I think he's too LA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Even though I love his wife, I think she seems great. Where is she from? Is she English or American? I can never tell. Uh, That's where I'm like, oh, you've been drinking a bit, a bit of the Kool-Aid here. Like, can we take it back down like he went on Alan Carr's Life's a Beach podcast oh good and Alan Carr was like oh and asked him something about flying because it's Mm. about traveling and he was like oh well you know I don't actually really get on commercial flights anymore you know oh and was kind of saying it half one way and half the other and I was just like that's just really irritating Mm. (laughs) make it up just say you fly first class saying you have a private jet doesn't really bode well with people anymore no bit Delula because he is very much a man of the people like or was yeah he's like I'm the dickhead from Stoke-on-Trent was his famous quote exactly I know where Stoke-on-Trent is because of him he put Stoke-on-Trent on the map but that's what I think like with these like 90s noughties people who were in the height of their fame then they exist now he releases music I'm like I'm pretty sure he had an album out in the last like five or ten years none of it's as good Play the hits. Oh, if I went to one of his concerts and he started playing new music that I didn't know. No. All I want is the classics. I'd lo- I'd rather see a hologram of him. No, no disrespect, Robbie. But like, I just think it's... Give us what we want. Yeah, and you're just living in the shadow of someone else's dream. I was just about to say, do you remember <laughs> Ashley Simpson? <laughs> but living he's... in shadow. <laughs> But those people, like those kind of icons of the noughties are frozen in time. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. But like as the person, it must be so hard to grow older because everybody just wants you to be the lovable rogue that you used to be. Who cares? They're still making money. Mariah Carey, year on year, says, I will absolutely play into this whole thing yeah, of detrusting true. come the 1st of November. And she's not <laughs> complaining. Not that he's complaining, but I just think... Embrace it. Just embrace it. That's what we want. Be a, be a robot. Be, hey, be a bit of a robot. Yeah. Like we were talking about last week. Yeah. I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, and I feel like it's almost like the nostalgia of... Even though I wasn't that big of a Robbie Williams fan, but his charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. Oh, he's great banter. He had something like so special. And like, I just don't think the times we live in or like the society, the culture, because it's so fragmented, like worshipping one artist doesn't really happen anymore. Yes, there's Taylor Swift and Beyonce and Harry Styles and Ed Sheeran. But like the hysteria is more in little pods 
you could easily go around. I kind of don't really engage with any of the Taylor Swift stuff. I have no idea how big she is. But like to a Swifty, that might sound ridiculous. Whereas I know everything about Beyonce and someone might not know about mm. that. You know, it's it's just a bit more fragmented. I, I think when like artists aren't really like splashed across the news because the news doesn't exist in the way it used to. It's all, everything's just really fractured. Yeah, I just think like that that style of fame, will it ever really happen again? So maybe when I look at Robbie Williams, it's like nostalgia for feeling how the world used to be. Oh yeah, it's like Spice Girls. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there you go. Do you agree? Looking forward to watching it. As a girl, I look forward to watching it, just like I looked forward to watching the Beckham documentary. Mm. Hmm. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. My one is... A news topic with a zooming out into more of a rant about this <laughs> overall situation. It looks like it's about to laugh right now. My room just got the so dark. The sky is black. So did mine. I can barely see. I can barely see. I'm like, should I turn on the lights? <laughs> oh my God, it looks so gross. Okay. Storm, Storm Kieran raging on. Whoever named it that is a great person. Yeah. So mine is about Kylie Jenner's new clothing line, which I briefly told you I'd be talking about, called Kai, which is her nickname. I'd argue there shouldn't be a H in there, but K-H-Y to me is like Chai. I'd say Kai was taken, to be honest. Or maybe they just wanted the three letters. But it dropped on the 1st of November, and it's edited collections by Kylie Jenner and special guest collaborators. So they're doing... What the all the Kardashians love to do is drops of whatever they're doing. They never have consistent available stuff. It's all drops and makes yeah. everyone panic and purchase. And it's fashion, fashion pieces at affordable prices, faux leathers and base layers. I don't know. Have you seen photos of it yet? Yes. Okay. So very kind of matrix energy yeah a villain in a movie villain black leather gloves but also very like just balenciaga in general if i was in the hunger games i would dress in that (laughs) that kind of thing um so it's like this whole capsule wardrobe situation which they all love to do and say layering your basics etc and the whole thing is she's going to do a collaboration with each drop of a different designer so this one's with a berlin designer that really marries up, that it's all black leather. In Berlin, yeah. Bergheim. <laughs> and they also are saying it's accessible price point. It goes up to like, I think, £215. So like the biggest 
product she was pushing was the faux leather trench. It's all faux leather. Um, and that's £215. A cropped hooded jacket. Pieces are all black, by the way. Cropped hooded jacket is £130. And a long sleeve nylon top. I thought maybe there'd be some like cashmere or something in it is £56. Wow. And then she references it being like going back to like her King Kylie era, which oh, just referring to yourself as a king in the past just seems so self-indulgent. It's, but it's very of its time. She's like, it's to reflect my moods and this is very much my King Kylie era. Anyway, you just shouldn't reference yourself like that. No. The immediate feedback was the price and then also the quality and people were saying it looks like expensive. Boohoo. <gasps> No. I know. It does. I'd love to know the weight of it. Well, And how, how do you get it? Is it just online? All online. Yeah. And some of the stuff is sold out. But like she put it up, I think last week or two weeks ago. She put up the initial teaser for it. And like the Instagram page now has like half a million followers. It's just insane, to be honest. Oh, sorry, this is my broader yes. um, rant. Why do you need another brand she has kylie skin she has kylie baby she has kylie cosmetics she had kylie swim which was an absolute disaster Mm. and now this is another one that's not all of them and i've counted five there and all these brands if anyone reads about them you'll know are done in collaboration with this couple and sorry for the pun their name is greedy no way their second name is greedy yeah so it's Emma and I think his name is Svan or something. Greedy. They're a couple and they do <laughs> skims. They do Good American. They do this new thing, Kai. They do Chris Jenner's brand, the cleaning products. That's just to name a few. And I honestly just like, I'm reading this thing and I'm like, do these people not have enough? Why does Chris Jenner need a sustainable cleaning product brand? that's safe to put on stuff. It just baffles me. It bothers me. But like, why do they... Like, stay in your lane. Why do you need another thing? Like, what's with the greediness? (laughs) And their name is greed. Like, it's just so greedy. But sorry, what do the greedies do? They design. No, like he's, I think, head of marketing and she's like product, product something. Um, I think they initially approached... Chloe for Good American because Good American wasn't her she she's not the origin of it they are yeah because it's and they pitched it to Chloe Chloe's almost like the creative director kind of thing in a way almost yeah or like the kind of the face of it correct because she was like I came up with this blah 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 but it's very much a collaboration between the two parties but I'm just looking at this and I'm like the brands and they come along and like Skims I think is really amazing but I'm just like but just st- stick with that To go from like skims to then like her skincare line to her fragrance to her makeup line and all these different ones and some of them come in and out of production. Could we not just focus on one thing and let some other people have something? (laughs) No, seriously, it's so frustrating. Like, And the girl who Kylie's new clothing line, there's a, I think she's an artist called Betsy Johnson. She's not the designer that we all think it is. But no she's saying love. that she, yeah, no one love. <laughs> she's saying she sent a line sheet and an, like a pitched an idea to Kylie Jenner six months ago. And this is fairly similar to what that is. And it's like that girl's talking about the fact that she can't pay off her like university loans. And Kylie's effectively, allegedly stolen the idea. Yeah, but even, I mean, to say st- stolen the idea, 
is one thing, like black leather, etc. Heavily borrowed. But making money off another thing. How much money do you need? Yeah, and like, do the Kardashians just have like a, almost like a point to prove? Absolutely. Because everybody like poo-pooed them in the, like 10 years ago, they were just like tacky, slimming tea ambassadors. They did all kind of licensing deals. So they would do like, you know, shoes with a shoe company or they did credit cards. Like, I think we spoke about it in 30 Flirty and Perishing. Yeah. Do you think that they're like trying to make themselves so insanely big and powerful that to prove like Kim definitely has a point to prove she's literally just giving like the middle finger up to all that like fashion society and you know you used to I never used to get invited to the Met Gala and now I'm like and she was like I'm going on principle because people think I'm not invited it's like whoa yeah it's just like all engulfing like it's like Procter and Gamble or Nestle all the brands they have underneath. This is literally what they're doing. Like all their brands will have collaborations with all these other major brands. Mm. And you're not giving anyone else a look in. Like Skims alone have, have just done a Swarovski one they're launching, which is very cool. But then there's like Fendi, then she's like the official supplier for like the NBA in the States. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's just all these different drops of collaborations of clothing. It's like, when does it stop? Like, Mm. But if you think about, like, say, Procter & Gamble and they just own a load of brands, maybe the Kardashians are just doing that exact same thing, but they're the Procter & Gamble. They're the umbrella company. So maybe that's what they're going for. You come to a Kardashian company. So say you're a brand, like an airline, and you go, okay, I want to advertise with you. And then they go, okay, well, here are all the different brands we have that align with you. I just really don't agree with it. I think it's outrageous that six people be doing this much. It's outrageous. But I think, though, it is greed and it is influence. Nobody ever wants less money. Everybody always wants more money. And with money gives you power and with power gives you influence. So I can see them... Why would you not want more of that? Because you can still make just as much money on one brand. What's with doing five or six? Like They have the Kris Jenner MO to go more and more, bigger, bigger. Yeah, but just stay in one lane. Like I Stop know. trying to, like, they're, as I said, it's just engulfing everything. Did you ever listen to that podcast? It was out a few months ago, and I think you brought it to my attention. Yes. And they did, like, a deep dive. On the lip kits and it's called Infamous. And they had all these recordings of them and she was like, Kylie answered none of the questions. She kept just looking at Chris to answer everything. Like basically she had no clue. No, yeah, she's just the face. Kylie was announced as the first self-made billionaire. Your one was recording everything on her phone and you can hear how a meeting goes, like an unedited Kardashian business meeting. And any time, like Kylie just couldn't really answer any of the questions, passed everything over to her mom and her mom. She kept looking at her mom. Oh, so funny. Yeah, we should anyway, link that to the show notes. It's a good behind the Kardashian curtain piece. But it's that kind of thing of like, well, maybe the girls are just the face of it. Well, like say Kylie's just the face of it, but it's really just Chris constantly just pushing, pushing, pushing. And the greedies. Sorry, Chris and the greedies. <laughs> Chris and the Greedies. <laughs> what a good name for a band. Chris Jenner and the Greedies. I saw it and it was like, phonetically, it's pronounced greed E. Like, <laughs> come on. The Cut actually just did a, a piece with them. 
very brief piece. But I'm interested to see once customers actually get the product, what they think about it. Yeah, because wasn't the swim, Kylie swim was like, they were, it was all falling apart. Defunct. They said there wasn't even a second lining. It would like disintegrate. But that line only came out in 2022 or 2021. Like it's not that long ago. Nobody knows. Sorry, so it came out in 2021 and their last post, I actually just checked before this, was in, I think it was like July or August 2022. And so the Instagram page lives on. The product no longer exists, basically. People said it would literally disintegrate in the water and there was never really anything said. Like, you know, when people own up to stuff, it's great. Yeah. It just wasn't. It's a bit of a fire festival of fashion. Yeah, because her previews of it looked really good. But I'm interested to see now once people actually get the physical clothing, what the feedback will be. Okay, so they were obviously going after like the eco, like, you know, it's faux leather and it's within a, a price point that like not most people can afford. But it's it's not... It's like a Zara plus, I would say. For the risk of it being bad, why put yourself through that? If it goes through another Kylie Swim thing and people hate it, and if it looks like an elevated boohoo, why, why bother if it's only a capsule collection though? Like why, you know, unless you're going to do it with H&M or do it with... But that's what I think she's going for. She's going for these designer collaborations. So she has people who have a real concept in mind and she'll go for something completely different now with the second drop. Mm. She'll go something super color, color splashy or like something like that. And it's all the different moods, but she has the reliability of someone who's actually in the industry already. I think that's what's, I'm assuming that's what she's trying to do. That's what the greedy's evil plan is. Oh my God, greedy, greedy, greedy. Greedy. They must have changed their name. There's no way. No, it's it's his name and she married him. Mr. and Mrs. Greedy coming over for dinner. Greedy. You know, if on their, on like when Kim has a private jet, she gets like tax relief on that because she'll say, oh, I'm filming on it or we're having a business meeting on it. It's one of those ways to, yeah. That is so bad. And Chris Jenner has a church. The church is the weirdest thing. Isn't it? I could talk about them all day. I know. Chris Jenner has set up a church in Calabasas it's a tax relief thing and you can donate into the church tax-free. Yeah, because charities aren't taxed, isn't it? Exactly. So Kim and the sisters can all donate into this church tax-free and then the church doesn't have to say where that money is going. No. It's, it's such a loophole. Oh, oh my God, it's all loopholes. God, like I know it's overused, but the devil works hard. But Grace Jenner works so hard, much harder. Anyway, I'll be looking forward to reading the reviews of the product drop by Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to watching Robbie Williams's documentary. Yes. And we usually like to close that on a recommendation. Uh, Gazer, do you have anything to recommend this week to the lovely listeners of Hog? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, I do, Sophie. Thank you. So I'm not somebody who is very astute when it comes to finances. I've never been very good at managing money. Payday weekend, I blitz. And then I spend the rest of the month trying to like work around splurging or misuse of finances. I feel like it's not somewhere I excel in my life. But I discovered this girl, I heard her on a podcast and she's a money mindset expert her name is Laura Ann Moore. You can follow her on Instagram. We'll put a link in the, link in the show notes, but it's Laura underscore Ann underscore Moore. And she actually has a podcast called Mind Money Soul, 
which I really appreciate Ooh. because it's like change your mindset, feed your soul. You know, it's it's kind of a holistic approach to money management. And she has like a budget planner you can use. And she has like real expert advice, but said in a language that I can understand. Because I've often like followed people and then they were just too banky. Whereas she's just seems like a real hun. Love. She explains it in a way that I can understand. She's like talks an awful lot about investing, which is something a little bit beyond my the realms of my understanding just yet. Me too. But uh, she's a great follow on Instagram. Great newsletter. The podcast is very good. Short episodes, top tips. Really good one about how to clear debt. Makes it easy to understand. Breaks things down. I wish it could be like a speck of what she is about managing money because Lord knows it's a lesson I got to learn. I love that. I'm definitely going to check out Laura underscore Anne underscore more. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Gazza and I. Um, we look forward to talking to you next week. Anything you'd like us to chat, celeb goss wise, please just give us a message on Instagram. Uh, we're at Soph underscore lines at Classy Cabana. Have a great week. And keep on hogging. Keep on hogging. Listen to some Robbie Williams. Mm. Manage your money while listening to Robbie Williams. Being greedy. Be greedy like a Kardashian. Mm. Okay. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.